0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
2: I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good.
1: On 1080, the fan. You're damn right, Jesse. It's a great day for soccer. Woo. We're not going to talk soccer on the show unless... USA. 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 Yeah. We will update you on the U.S. women's team who's in the World Cup right now against the Netherlands. It is at halftime. And uh, I did not check the score because I left, and it was nil nil. And it yeah. is still nil nil. Okay. Uh,
2: last I heard, they were in the thirty-sixth minute,
1: and no one. That scored. is exactly when I left my house. Thirty-seventh yeah. minute, and I I did not get an update. So it's it's nothing, nothing right now between the two. Second half coming up here in a couple of minutes, so we'll keep you updated as that happens. But we're probably not going to talk a lot of soccer. But Jesse is right. I'm very excited for today. So my sports day was laid out very nicely for me in terms of timing. The Women's World Cup final on at 8 a.m., which on a Sunday for me, not the best time, but generally wise, good timing, right? The Yankee game starts at 10 a.m., so this game will be over. Yankee game will go on. Timbers game starts at 3.30. Yankee game will be far over by then, hopefully. And then at 6 o'clock, U.S. Men's Gold Cup final against Mexico. My entire day is lined up right in front of me. It's great. That's
2: awesome. Are you going to the Timbers game?
1: No, it's in New York. Okay. But I'm talking about that's how much
2: I pay attention to the timber schedule.
1: Having sports in a road to watch is one of the nicest things when it just sets up perfectly throughout your day, and that you don't miss anything.
2: And lucky for you, you like the sports that I think most people are gonna pass on, you know. So, at least most of the guys I know, like. You know, I'm not getting up at eight o'clock to watch soccer. Albeit the women's team is phenomenal and they've been super fun to watch. I get it, but I'm not doing that. Like, it's I'm sorry. Like on Sunday, what? Like you have to be up then anyway. I mean, yeah, but I'm not gonna get up to watch you know 12 minutes of soccer before I have to leave and. Come this way. So
1: did you not say it was nil nil in the thirty seventh minute? So you
2: I put heard. It on it on, I heard it on the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I I listen to the fan as well. Okay. So that's where I end up hearing it. But I mean, you you know, the Yankee game. That's obviously your team. You're you're a huge baseball nut. You're really is you're one of the few real baseball fans that I actually you know know. You know, so you can sit down and watch all that stuff. But to me, it's like, man, a th- three soccer games today that's terrible look
1: it's a lot for those who don't like soccer i understand but for for me a guy who just just about three years ago really kind of fell in love with the sport oh i maybe, remember maybe it was it three years ago yeah. maybe it was a little, a little yeah. longer than that but i, I talked about it because the world cup got me the men's world cup you started playing fifa well that, and then it coincided with the men's world cup i had watched it and i was like let me buy fifa and then it was all over. And then, then you I know, watched the Premier League. And, and then, then I all of a sudden, every, guys, listen.
2: Every single Sunday when we came in and, and uh, prep for the show, uh, Lynch had soccer on. It's like, oh, there's so many other sports things on.
1: No, there wasn't. Why are we watching it's soccer? It's 7.38 a.m. on Man, a Sunday. There's well, nothing
2: on. Let's watch hardwood classics or something. I don't know. You Turn guys were watching Network.
0: soccer. I was watching the underwear football league in here personally. See, so. missed the lingerie ball. Yeah, there See? you go. Thanks a lot, Lynch. Okay, I'm talking about real sports here, Jesse. Okay. It is a hey, real sport. <laughs> they were playing football. That ball was slinging, brah. Oh, I'm sure that was not the only them, thing that was slinging. Them linebackers coming off the edge. Woo. Look out
1: i would have looked out yes if i had been watching um but yeah so I'm, I'm just talking generally the best kind of day for any sports fan as long as it's sports that you want to watch is when it lines up perfectly like say it's the football season and the blazer season at the same time to to kind of feed into your wheelhouse right hell i'll even throw wwe in there right <laughs> so this is probably never actually the case because most things happen at about the same time but Imagine if it was like, what? what is Raw? Monday Night Raw? Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Look at That's a little wrestling knowledge you. in my brain. So you've got Monday Night Football. You've got Monday Night Raw and a Blazer game all on the same day. And instead of them all happening at the same time where you have to choose or DVR the other two, back to back to back, say it's a holiday like Labor Day, back to back to back, you get to watch each one in a row. It's perfect. It is a perfect sports day.
2: That would be awesome. Exactly. That would be awesome. But, you know. It's one, we're of, also the, talking, it's one of those you know, little
1: joys in life that really kind of just, it helps perk your day up a little. Yeah, bit. but, you
2: know, you know the, the thing is, I don't know if I could watch, well, number one, Raw's three hours, so that's hard to watch in itself. But I don't know if I could watch three consecutive basketball games without, like, changing the channel or anything like that, or three consecutive football games. Like, you're going to watch three soccer games just today. And then you're also going to watch, you know, baseball, which can be, really slow in itself so i mean that's a, that's a lot that's a lot of time to sit i'm, set, you I'm know. committed rashad and for possible ties for possible this game could only be- only
1: one game can have a tie today and that's the timbers game these two are fine yeah. as the, so you can't have a tie
2: yeah so the timbers could possibly end in uh, a nil nil tie which is do we have to say nil we're not we're not in
1: europe I mean, you don't have to. Okay. You can you can say zero, zero if you'd like. Yes. I say zero, no, no, because it is the correct nomenclature, but people also say zero, zero as well. Do you spell favorite with a U2? <laughs> you
2: spell color with a U. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got me with that one. I thought I was trying to think of a clever comeback because you said U2, but I couldn't think of something fast enough. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, give me a U2 album, go, and I couldn't think of anything right off the top of my head. Um, all right, but yeah, so that's a crazy day of sports, uh, for soccer fans and I guess baseball fans today. And we'll keep you up to date with the women's world cup final, which is currently in the 50th minute us Netherlands scoreless. You could also say scoreless at the moment. Uh, we have a lot, a lot to get to on the show today in regards to the NBA. Let me tell you something. This NBA free agency, this off season has wild. been wild and I've always said the NFL was the king of the offseason. I think the NBA has stolen that crown this last year, maybe even two years from the NFL, just in terms of excitement, change, movement, rumors, drama, fake reports. You've got a 21-year-old kid trying to become the next Woj and messing everything up and ripping people in the process, which is really funny. There's a lot of just funny, cool things that are happening that have made this last couple of weeks, hell, it's just like a week, yeah, it's and a been half. a week. Feels like a month. It's been a week and a half of NBA news that has just been bonkers. Yeah, this
2: time last week, we were talking about uh, Katie and Kyrie on their way to Brooklyn. That right. was the big news last. It
1: week. was reported early Sunday morning before free agency started, and since then, the entire NBA landscape has changed. And the biggest move happened Friday night at almost midnight Pacific time, which is such a Kawhi Leonard thing to do. And he is going to the L.A. Clippers and he stole another superstar from a team that no one thought was going to get stolen. That would be Paul George. So we'll talk about that on the show. We'll talk about all the Blazers moves that they have made because there have been plenty of things that they have done since we last spoke. Last we knew was Kent Bazemore, basically. Mm -hmm. And we talked the the preview of the free agency for the Blazers. A lot has happened for them. We'll get to all of that. And I want to pose this question. And you can answer it. Better you today text line, by the way, is 55305. Is this, two-part question, the most excited you've been for an NBA season, not just for the Blazers, but as a whole, in a very long time, if not ever. And two, when is the last time this many teams had a real chance at winning an NBA final? The NBA is known as as a league that only has a few teams every year that could truly win it. And this year, that does not feel like it's the case. So we'll get to that as well. Text in your answers to both those questions at 55305. You can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch27. Rashad's at taylormade 503 Jess is at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N. The station is at 1080 The Fan. And that's where you can find the Les Schwab Tires podcast after the show if you missed any of the conversation and would like to listen to it. But we will start with, before we get to the Blazers, we will start with the big news of the weekend. And that is the Clippers are the winners of the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes. And you can thank Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard alone, maybe a little Anthony Simons for destroying the Thunder super team. That is next here on sports Sunday on 10 to the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, The Fan. 9.15 here on your Sunday morning, Mike Rashad with you and Jesse as well until 11 a.m. We got a lot of NBA to get to. Blazers on the docket. Don't worry if you'd like to talk some Blazers. We will get to that in the next, uh, probably closer to the 10 o'clock hour, but maybe more like 9.45, but we got to start with the big news of the weekend I'm lucky I saw this when it happened. So I was actually getting ready for bed on Friday night. And I just finished, you know, like washing my face, brushing my teeth and you know, all that stuff. I laid down in bed and instead of just passing out, I was like, oh, well, am a little bit awake. Let me just scroll through Twitter. It was like 1135 at night on a Friday night. And the top thing when I opened my phone is one of those bleacher reports It said two minutes ago, Kawhi Leonard chooses the Clippers. And I just I looked at it and I went. Now what and then another one popped up literally as I was holding my phone Paul George traded to the Clippers I was like what (laughs) what is happening (laughs) who's winning what is occurring and I then stayed awake for the next 30 minutes reading Twitter and scrolling through all the words tweets and all the responses in the comments and I, I gotta say that was in my opinion the maybe not the best case scenario but one of the two best options for Kawhi Because the only thing that I kept saying is just don't let him sign with the Lakers. Because if he signed with the Lakers, you once again get a three-person super team with LeBron, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis. If he chose the Raptors to return or if he chose the Clippers, I didn't know about the Paul George thing. But in my head, I'm going, you are no longer going to have one team that has three of the top five players in the league on it in the NBA. And recently you really have not been able to say that because it's been the heat. It's been the warriors. It's been the Cavs a little bit with Kyrie and Kevin love before that kind of faded. And every year you're just like, Oh my God, there's only one or two teams who can win this thing this year for the first time in a very long time. I feel like there's a championship window. I'm using air quotes for maybe 10, 12 teams. There's a ton of teams that could conceivably win the championship this year. Jess is giving me a face. I'm not kidding. Every team basically has two good, good players to star players. Basically every team. And there's other teams that have other guys who are good. But instead of having a three-person super team, you've now got a bunch of teams with two great players. And any of those teams could push through and win their conference and win the NBA Finals. And I think that's what's the most exciting part about this year for me. Coming up. I'm very, very pumped.
2: I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited just because, you know, familiar uh, faces in a lot of new places and some teams that were have always been considered kind of the doormat of the league, all of a sudden are, you know, they they they've they're on top of the world right now. You know, you look at uh, the Nets and historically the Nets have had some some good runs, right? You know, they got to the finals a couple years in a row with Jason Kidd at the helm and Lawrence Frank and company and. You know, but other than that, the Nets have been. And you're from New Jersey, you know. They've been a relatively disappointing team, the and, they've are, never, and, and they've never. Nets suck. They've only and, made
1: it far. A and really, of years how of Jason many, Kidd.
2: how many stars, true superstars, have the Nets ever had? You know, uh, Jason, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Uh,
1: they had Kenyon Martin.
2: Kenyon Martin. I mean, was Kenyon Martin a? Kenyon Martin was good, but he was, was a he a true player. superstar? No. You know, of the league. Uh, I was a big Keith fan van of Keith. Horn. Van. I was going to say I was a huge Keith Van Horn fan and the High Sox, but they've never had. A star anything close to a Kyrie let alone a Kevin Durant and so all of a sudden for them to get them you look at Brooklyn and say well how can they clearly not be the favorite in the Eastern Conference moving forward after this year and then you look at a team like the Clippers always been the Lakers little brother the their their locker room is worse than the Lakers and they play in the same building you know everything about the Clippers has always been on the B level C level all of a sudden you get the finals MVP and then you get one of the best two way players in the league and Paul George, you get the two, two easily the two best two way players in the NBA. And then you get to pair them with, or put them together with a guy like uh, Patrick Beverly, who was one of the most intense defenders in all the league. Shamit And some of those guys that can really shoot like the Clippers are going to be a dope team. And then look around the rest of the league and what's going to happen with OKC. Are they going to blow that up? And you know, where does San Antonio kind of stand in, in this mix and uh, the the Blazers. You talked about people bashing the Blazers. Nobody really thinks that they're a competitive team. But if you're here in Portland, you look at these moves and say, yeah, I like what they're doing. So I don't know if it's 10 teams, but I can look at five of them and say, yeah, Phil, I could see all of a sudden Boston uh, making a run. And I can definitely see Brooklyn in a couple years, you know, making that run. I can definitely see the Lakers, obviously. D'Angelo Russell, I think people are really disrespecting d'angelo russell and how good that young kid really is now is he kevin durant no he's not the best player in basketball but is he somebody that can play alongside of steph curry who's the greatest shooter we've ever met absolutely i don't I, i don't think the the warriors are all the way out of it they're one of those five teams that can still win because they still have the greatest shooter to ever play the game
0: i i yeah 10 i think we're that that might be a little bit of an exaggerated number um I think the the Kawhi Leonard moving out of the East obviously creates a lot more parity in the East. Um, I, I think now you're looking at a um, 76ers, Milwaukee's looking pretty good. You see what happens with Boston with the departure of Kyrie, see if that chemistry kind of comes back. So there's, there's, there's interesting stories in the East, and I think the West obviously is a little bit more balanced. You don't have five all-star players on the same team. Um, but I still, it's, it's like I was saying in the break, I look at it and I go, you have two guys on the Clippers now who were considered the best defenders in the NBA against LeBron James at one time, which just means they're, they're damn good defenders. And then you got Patrick Beverly on there. It's basically an all NBA team, uh, for defense there. And then uh, what I love, what. Rashad was saying in the break is the patience that both Kawhi and Paul George have to play as all-stars and how I think those two personalities are going to mesh really well on the court. Like this team, what I like about it is you have two all-stars that really have, I think not really all-star egos and it's going to really help propel this forward. And you think about how this team was constructed last year in the Clippers and they didn't really they they just gave up a bunch of picks. They didn't give up any key core pieces for this team that was the eight seed. Like, I, I'm scared of the Clippers. I it, for me, if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm going. Yeah, I don't know how my guards are going to score on this team, and I I feel like I had one week where I feel like I really had an opportunity to maybe make a run at the finals, and now I'm going ah uh, maybe not. Well, you're looking at a really. I'm sorry,
2: Lynch, but you're looking at a real like scrappy team of dudes who, you know, just wanted to go out there and win. I mean, nobody expected the Clippers to win 48 games this year. And then they came out and damn near won 50 games with this roster with no superstar, you know, really on their team. At life after Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, everyone thought that, and you should, we should, I've never really done this. We got to give Doc Rivers a lot of credit for the way he coached that team and for him getting those young guys uh, to a place to where they could be really competitive. And they got two games on the Warriors. The Blazers did not get two games on the Warriors. And that was without Kevin Durant, you know, so that's how defensively that's how good um, they really were. And so, you know, you got to, you know, tip your hat to the Warriors and for to Kawhi, you know, for Ka- Kawhi could have really went anywhere. And if he went to the Lakers, I think he knew he would have been hated, but I don't think he would have cared very much because Kawhi doesn't strike me as the type of dude that cares about stuff like that. But, you know, here's a dude that wanted to go home. Uh, we forget, Paul George, remember that whole year that they were like, he's going to the Lakers because he wants to be in L.A.? Nobody ever considered him going to the Clippers. Like, that's still going to L.A. It's still playing in the same building. It's still being close to all your family. So I think this is a move for both these guys, and it goes to point point another, uh, another, you know, put some light on something else as far as what the hell is going on with with Westbrook? And nobody wants to play with him. Like, didn't Paul George sign like an extension yep. to stay in OKC? And then a year later, you. Are yeah. you surprised? Well, not not so. Well, kind of, because we were all surprised that he stayed in the first place. And so then here we are a year later and you've been traded. Like,
1: well, he uh, demanded a trade, yeah.
2: Yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you go from signing an extension to, yeah, I want to be traded well, because within a year?
1: Here's the thing last year, he didn't really have. Uh, probably didn't have the same options that he had this year. He always wanted to go home, right? We were surprised he stayed because he kept saying he wanted to go to the Lakers. He wanted to go back home. L.A. is home, just like it is for Kawhi Leonard. But you're right. Uh, The Clippers are a team we always forget about when L.A. is counted as home. And Kawhi went, hey, Paul George, you want to go home and play with me? And he goes, yeah, let me get away from Russell Westbrook. My God. Because probably one year after the trade, all things seem rosy, but an entire season spent with Russell Westbrook, and you're going, oh, please let this end and I, I don't know I maybe the number is a slight exaggeration but I was thinking I have a list here that I wrote down uh some teams have more than two but I picked two players on each team the two best players on each team you've got the Bucs with Giannis and Chris Middleton right the Bucks are a title contender correct yes the Raptors I guess it's questionable now that they lost Kawhi Leonard but they're still a really good team I put Siakam in a question mark Not really sure where they are, but I still think they could be a title contender even without Kawhi Leonard. Sixers are loaded again. Embiid and Simmons, they also have Horford, who got there. And Tobias Harris re-signed. They're a title contender. The Celtics have Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum. They're a title contender, in my opinion, especially now that Kyrie's gone because apparently he was the reason why they had such a big issue with their culture. Uh, The Nets, although they won't have Durant this year, have Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. Title contender, maybe not this year but certainly in the playoff conversation, but kind of borderline. The Heat brought in Jimmy Butler. They don't really have a lot else, but they'll be a good team. So I'm at about five or six now if you want to count either of those teams. Warriors with Curry, Clay coming back, and D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green. I, don't, I think we'd be silly to write them off. I think for a while we were like, ah, oh, maybe they'll be a borderline playoff team. But Clay's is going to be back later That'd in the year. In January. getting D'Angelo Russell is a big get. Title contender might be questionable because – but we, they've won a title with uh, Steph and Clay. But the, coming back from an injury, you don't know how Clay is going to be. But, again, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one.
0: Now, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think you can write them yeah. off just because of what you saw this last season. So that's
1: one, two, three, four, five. That's six. N- Nuggets have Jokic and Murray. That's seven. They are a title contender. I do think the Blazers are going to be a title contender this year with the team that they've built. We'll get to that a little bit later. That's eight. You've got the Clippers and the Lakers now. That's Ten. You've got the Rockets still have Harden and Paul. The Jazz now have Mike Conley and John- Donovan Mitchell. The Spurs have LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. The Mavericks have Doncic and Chris Tav's Porzingis. Don't forget about the Mavs. And I'm not going to say title contender, but the Pelicans should be much, much better too with Zion and Drew Holiday as their two players. That is a ton of teams who will consider themselves in a championship window.
0: I'll give you eight.
1: It's still, way but, more than we normally and, have, and
0: five of those being out of the East because the East is a little bit more watered down. I I think the West is deep, but you're still you. I, I'm not going to give you the Lakers. I don't. I I know they have LeBron, but I'm I'm not going to give you the Lakers. Well, I don't think they're. I I I don't think they are. I th- I, I, th- I don't think he can get past both Paul George and Kawhi on the same team.
2: I I mean I, I'd have to respectfully disagree. I think the Lakers are going to be one of those teams because. We we saw what LeBron was able to do with this roster
0: with just him, right? And Uh, and no no that was that was uh, like two thirds of that roster is gone, bro. No
2: no like a couple years. So but still it's still we've seen LeBron James do.
0: Also just had like a half season of rest. Yes
2: we we, you know LeBron for the first time that's a great point Lynch for the first time in like twelve years LeBron hasn't played until June. You know I don't know he's not playing in the Olympics. I don't know if he's on the Olympic team or anything this summer he's just been working out he looks slimmer and things like that from the videos i've seen him do like we'd be crazy to believe that he arguably had his greatest season ever last year if you look at his numbers like second in his career in and points scored last year uh like second and third in his career in assists and rebounds like he had one of the best careers that we've ever seen him have and people still want to say but he's on the decline you know i i i struggle to see it uh, he still shot, what, 40 something percent from the. Like, LeBron James is amazing at what he does. LeBron now you, James? Now, you pair that with uh, with what Anthony Davis is able to do in his skill set. I think they'll be fine because Anthony Davis can play outside in as opposed to playing inside out. Like, teaching him to shoot a jumper or him shooting jump shots is not foreign to him. Like, for Chris Bosh, we were like, oh, Bosch is shooting jump shots now? Like, it, it, it was surprising to us because we never saw it like we've seen anthony davis pull up pull up for three bring the ball up the floor and pull up for three so i think there it's going to be easier for them to kind of find a way to mesh with that team but are they going to win a championship there this year no but are they in that window to where they can compete with everyone else man yes we've seen lebron compete with much less Remember, Remember right? Larry? Hughes so you just
0: said they're not going to win it, so that doesn't make them a contender. No, I don't think. Yeah, you don't, don't to, think they're going to win it, and saying
1: they're not in a championship yeah. window or different things. I didn't I say they weren't in a championship
0: there. window, but I I, 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 don't see how they get past some of these teams, and a lot of that is to do with depth. We just saw how much depth is important on a team. They have a lot but of he's depth. He's 34. Right now. He might have he might have had half of a season off, but he had half a season off because he was hurt. Look, here, because he's getting old, and he's played like five more seasons in his career than he actually should have because of all the extra games in the postseason he's played. The guy's getting older.
1: Right. But he's still one of the best players in the planet despite being older. And although last year we wrote him off as not no longer being the best player in the league, we gave that to either Giannis or KD, depending on who you were. Um, I feel like if you look at the roster the way it is right now, the, the team is deeper than you're giving it credit for. So right now they're starting lineup if the season started today, is Rajon Rondo at point guard, Danny Green, who just signed there the other day, LeBron, Kuzma, Anthony Davis. You've got DeMarcus Cousins just signed there. You've got JaVale McGee, Jared Dudley, Contavious Caldwell. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. You've Huge got, get for the, su- you've for got the a, summer. You've got a bunch of play. All of a sudden, they filled that team out. The second that they found out they weren't going to get Kawhi, everybody signed there. So they're no longer a team of six guys and the, the way they're built, although maybe not the sexiest team outside of LeBron and, and Anthony Davis, of course, is the way that LeBron has won finals before he's taken a bunch of older vets who were playing for less money because they wanted to play with LeBron and a couple of really good players with him. And he's won.
0: And he did it in the East, where it was a lot easier. And that he is true. and you had to be a lot easier because he had to breeze to the East or to the the finals, but and then he beat, had an actual fight. But
1: he still beat West teams in the finals
0: too. Because, well, dude, and we've had that conversation how many times about how the guys out of the West had to play six, seven game series, and he's playing four game series because he didn't have to play anybody. And then he gets in the finals; and he's in six, seven game series. The results matter, though. You got to still look at the results. That's all. We got a break
1: coming up next. I'm going to continue this conversation a little bit just with an extra added bit of flair to it. When is the last time this many teams had a chance, in your opinion, to win the NBA Finals? Text the Better You Today text line, 55305 first. Jesse has Sports Center. <laughs> Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. VAR review showing a high boot to a U.S. player in the box led to the penalty kick. And then very shortly thereafter... Just seven minutes later, you had Rose Lavelle score a nifty right side of the net goal to make it 2-0. U.S. has since had a couple of really good opportunities, uh, have not has not capitalized on them, but is up 2-0 very late in the game on the Netherlands in the Women's World Cup final. We'll update you as that keeps going on. It'll likely end in the next 15 minutes or so, and then we'll uh, see who the champion is. So far, the U.S. Is in the driver's seat at the moment. Well, let's go America. Let's go America. All right. Um, So the question I asked is, when is the last time you can remember when this many teams had a chance to win the NBA final? And we did get a text in the Better You Today text line, 55305. Feel free to send in your thoughts there. I'm 30, so am I. And do not recall talent there, uh, or I think this is voice text. Do not recall there being this many teams who look really good on paper. Yeah, that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make. So looking back through the history of the NBA, and I'm not, I will date myself too because I, I did not watch the NBA before 96 or 97 because that's when I was like eight or nine years old. But since I was watching the NBA, there have only been one or two teams total per year that really had a chance. The Bulls, I saw the end of the Michael Jordan Bulls, right? The Lakers with Kobe and Shaq the Spurs with Tim Duncan and and the cast of characters they had there throughout those, those couple of years, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. You had the Lakers again. You had the Heat with LeBron, the Cavs with LeBron, although he didn't win it with them originally, the Spurs again, and then the Warriors and LeBron's team, so the Cavs. You had some other teams win it in there. The Celtics beat the Lakers in 2008, but then again, the Lakers were the team that was most favored there. Um But generally, it was Spurs, Lakers, 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 Spurs, Pistons. 2004 was the other one that was a a unique winner, Uh, but they beat the Lakers again. Spurs, Spurs, Celtics, Lakers, Lakers, and then the Mavericks is another one. We've had three unique champions since 1996, basically. And then before that is what I would say is the last time we really had a more of a wide open race because that's when Michael Jordan retired and went to go play baseball when the Rockets won those two titles, that's when all the teams went, we can win now. Yeah, let's th- try. I, and I think
2: that's important to, to mention, the fact that there are these seismic shifts in the NBA when certain things happen. Uh, I think for me, the last time I can remember just recently that the league was kind of wide open, I want to say it was the 2011 season. And uh, that's the, the year the Mavericks uh, won the championship that year. But,
1: but they beat LeBron's Heat. But
2: they beat LeBron's they beat LeBron's Heat. So that was there's there's two teams right there that could have competed. Nobody thought Dallas with the one star at that point would be able to do that. But that was the Derrick Rose MVP year. And that Chicago team was really good. Didn't look like anybody was gonna beat them. That Celtics team was still really good, and they had been to the finals of the uh, you know conference finals like every year at that point, still wide open. Obviously, Miami. Um, that 08
1: the, Celtics team was the Garnett, Paul Pierce yes, team, right? Okay. Yes,
2: Uh But then in the West, you know, San Antonio, you know, won the, uh, the second most games the in the year and the the league that year. The Lakers right behind them. The Mavericks, the Thunder with you know with KD, and they won 55 games. So that was the last time I can really remember off top to where it was wide open. I think the Warriors first year, like nobody knew that the Warriors would be that good and run through the, run through the regular season the way they did and then come and run through the playoffs. And then they just never looked back after that. And so like, I think it happens, but when these dynasties kind of die or kind of crumble, then like you said, everybody's like, okay, you know, Lakers, Lakers are out of it finally. And, or, and the, uh, and, and the Celtics are old. Let's go Detroit. Let's go get these two championships out of there, man. Jordan's retired. Let's do this, Houston. We got two rings we can get out of this whole time, and you know, so it, it happens like that. You know, the the lockout year, the short year. Jordan retired. Finally, the Knicks got all the way to the uh, to the finals, but then Tim Duncan kind of ruined that. So the Shaq and Kobe, you know, uh, run through the league, and then Detroit bust that up. So whenever someone kind of enters the the fray, it's because usually a great team. Uh, has been broken down and now that you just see the Warriors and the Raptors both broken down I think you see a lot of parody for the first time in the league
1: well that's the thing so if you look back in the entirety of the NBA's history there's been very very few moments where there's more than a couple of teams that have a have a real chance right the Celtics won what was it eight finals in a row for in the in the 50s and 60s and then you had the Lakers all of a sudden were really good again And then in the middle there, you had a little bit of a balance. That's when the Blazers won their championship in the 70s. But then the Lakers came back strong with the Celtics, obviously being really good. And then Michael Jordan came into the league. So since that point, there's been so few moments of this. And even in those moments, you truly felt like there were only three teams that could win it. And someone just shocked the world, like the Raptors this year. We didn't really expect the Raptors to be in the running. You all thought the Warriors were going to make it, right? The entire time, the Warriors are going to win. The Warriors are going to win. It doesn't matter who from the East gets there. The Warriors are going to win. The Raptors made it and they, they shocked the world that will happen every once in a while. But for the first time, since I'm guessing, and if you're a little older than me, the 94 95 season, and you, if you remember that season, well, Rashad, multiple teams were, were firing at all cylinders, trying to get a good enough team to win. You know, I can't remember a a time ever been this excited to watch games. Like I like watching the blazer games. I'll watch the stuff that's on TNT, but I I feel like every day in the NBA is going to be appointment viewing this year. And that's because in the back of my head, there's not that creeping, nagging feeling of this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. The Warriors are going to win. Right. Or the Lakers are going to win or whatever team you want to put there. That feeling is no longer there this season. And no. it might next year that might go away. A big free agent. might I, I haven't looked that far ahead yet, but a, a free agent could become available. Choose to join one of these teams that already has two superstars and has room for a max slot. And all of a sudden, you have a super team again, and then it's likely that you're going to go back into the NBA. Um, I guess that could not happen, and that would be very, very nice because it would allow for much more parity. But I really want to enjoy this season for what it is, and I feel like every night I'll be putting the NBA on because you don't know what's going to happen, and every single game is going to matter, especially for seeding. We saw this year with the Blazers how much seeding mattered, right? Anthony Simon's 37 point game against the Kings in game 82 gave him the, the Thunder series, which, by the way, essentially blew up the Paul George Russell Westbrook Thunder mm-hmm. and got them into the second round where they had to play a tough Nuggets team, won that series in seven games and made the Western Conference finals. If they had actually played, gotten the four seed, what would have changed? You know, would, would they have won the first – would they have even beaten the Jazz in the first round? I
2: think they, I think they would have beaten the Jazz, but I think it would, it would have been over in the second round playing against Golden State. That's I just think that with a healthy Kevin Durant at that point, uh, not much the Blazers could have done. But honestly, Lynch, man, this is just the way the NBA is set up. You know, the it's it's always been like this. Like people act as if the Warriors is a new thing as far as a super team. This isn't new. I'm like, not saying no, no that. not you, not you, but I think people think that – this is a new thing because they've won so much. The Lakers went to uh 9 NBA NBA championships in the 80s. Basically the entire decade they were there every single year. They won 5 of them. The Celtics won 3 of them in that time in the 80s. You know, then Detroit won a couple of them. Like there's only been and I'm 36 years old. Man, I think in my life there's only been 11 NBA champions my entire life, you know. And so I mean, it's not like it changes football, it's totally different. You can go from worst to first. You know, every single year, unless you're the Patriots or something like that. But most teams go, you know, from not making the playoffs, getting a kind of a cupcake schedule, and then coming in and making it all the way to the Super Bowl. We've seen this quite often. Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers, and the the Atlanta Falcons are probably the the most recent examples we kind of have of that. But in basketball, this is kind of kind of the case. You know, so you'll have a few dynasties in there, and then in between those dynasties. One team will emerge as, okay, this is my championship. This year just happened to be Toronto's championship. You know, Cleveland had their one in between there. Dallas had one in between there. The, uh, the, Cel- the Celtics had, well, one of many, you know, in between there. So it, it happens quite, you know, quite often in the NBA. So it's not as surprising to me. The Lakers, if you don't think that was a super team in the 80s, you're crazy.
1: Well, of course. I, I yeah. mentioned them as a yeah. team. I think that's, that's my whole point is the NBA is known for not having parity. And that's why this is so exciting. Yeah, this is awesome. And I hope that next year this continues and the offseason doesn't allow for another three-headed monster super team to be created because oftentimes that is what waters down the regular season and makes it feel less important. Coming up next, let's get into what the Blazers have done so far. There is a lot to chew on. Hassan Whiteside, new center, at least until Nurk gets back. Rodney Hood returning, very surprising for for all of us who've been watching the cap situation for them. Uh, Ennis Kanter gone. A ton of their players are gone. Actually, seven guys have been lost, and a couple more have added. We'll get into that next here on Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hot earthquake talk here in the break.
2: Oh, God's pissed. <laughs>
1: I'll show Rashad in the next break. He said he didn't see it. The video from Dodger Stadium when the earthquake hit L.A. the other day. The It wasn't. It, the, the epicenter was way east California. It also hit Vegas during the summer league. But uh, it, it, it hit L.A., the shocks of it did, or the aftershocks. I I'm not a big earthquake guy. Apologies. I've only ever felt one here, and it was very small. Um, but the, the entire, the camera was shaking uncontrollably, and the announcers were talking about that they were very clearly having an earthquake, and the players played through it and had no ill effects of it at all. The the pitcher was throwing strikes. The batter was swinging and fouling the ball off, and you're like, "What is happening? <laughs> how do you not realize?" Whereas in the NBA, they delayed the game in Vegas, and actually, I think I think they came back and finished it. But the entire arena in Vegas was shaking. But I don't I don't understand how you play through an earthquake and I, I not mean, even notice that it's happening.
2: I don't know. I guess you know the adrenaline's you know going or whatever the case is. You're not really paying attention to it. I know sometimes they can be tough to to feel like i mean i i I had one in high school i think my senior year like fourth period or something like that and then the school just kind of started shaking it wasn't like super bad it just kind of felt like somebody was kind of like just moving my chair a little bit and uh realized it was i've heard it feels like someone pushes you in the
1: back yeah
2: so i mean well i can't even say that i haven't really been a part of a huge one like but uh had a couple happen i remember there were a few when i was in middle elementary school during spring break which was you know kind of weird but um yeah so i, I think it's you know we got to start taking care of this world man like tornadoes in northeast portland that's not supposed to happen
1: here and there's not much that you can do about tornadoes and earthquakes though. i'm saying yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was a 7.1 so i don't know how they didn't feel that during the game but i'll show you the video in the break if you haven't seen it Just search on Twitter or Google Dodgers earthquake and you'll see the video. The center field camera just going crazy as they're trying to film the game. Um, And uh, yeah, hopefully I I did see some of the damage where the the earthquake actually hit was a very rural area of California. So it was less populated, but still for those people there, that that's awful. I saw a lot of damage to their houses, obviously. All right. Blazers went a bit nuts. In this offseason as well. Now, there's been a lot of big moves. A lot of big names are moving around and changing teams and rumors and stuff. The Blazers haven't really been a part of a lot of the, the big reports and rumors. But what they have done is completely changed the way the team looks. And they have now lost, I think it's seven players from last year's team. Al Farouk is gone. Mo Harkless is gone. Myers Leonard is gone. Seth Curry is gone, and as is gone, Jake Lehman is gone, and I'm probably forgetting one. If you didn't hear one that I said, feel free to text you me. Say Aminu already. I did, yeah. Um, say it again, <laughs> Alfru Aminu. There we go. But uh, I might be forgetting one more, and it might be an obvious one. Apologies, but uh, they they basically said, "Look, our team was good, really good. We got some lucky breaks. We're a Western Conference Finals team, but yet." When they made the Western Conference Finals, they had a lead in all the games and they still got swept by the Warriors. And they basically looked at it and said, something is wrong fundamentally with the way this team is built. If every time you run into a really good team, you get destroyed in the playoffs. Something is wrong. So what they did is they basically said, what is wrong? Let's figure it out. They, they did a self-evaluation. And I think what they came to the conclusion to is, as much as these guys help our culture, as much as they are helpful during the regular season and they have their strengths, we need to change our team to have more three-point shooting with guys who can still play defense than what we've been trying to accomplish and stop waiting for Al Farouk and Mo Harkless to become more consistent shooters because I think they've reached their ceiling and that is not what they're going to be capable of doing. So what they did is they... Brought back Rodney Hood. Huge shocker. Apparently, according to Jason Quick, he turned down bigger offers to stay with the Blazers. That is huge. He chose to stay in Portland because of his experience here in the last two months of last season for less money. Two-year deal. He does have a player option next year if he wants to take it and be a free agent. Uh, You brought in Cam Babes, which we talked about last week. Two years ago, he was almost a 40% three-point shooter. That's really good. Um, You brought in Mario Hazonia, who is a... Kind of a a typical Olshay low risk, high reward kind of player where he former lottery pick. One of Olshay's favorite things to do is to get former lottery picks to try to meld into solid players. He has not been a great three point shooter, but he has potential to be a good uh, defensive player who can just be an impact guy. And it's a it's low risk, right? One year deal. We'll see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, he'll go the way of Nick Stauskas and traded middle of the year. Probably if he does work out great, you found yourself a great hidden gem that will help the Blazers out. Um, you also had the big move of bringing in Hassan Whiteside in a trade with the Heat, shipping Harkless and Leonard to the Heat, who then shipped Harkless to the Clippers, to get a guy who you've been targeting for years who will now fill in for use of Nurkic until he comes back from his injury. And I think for those of us locally who saw this trade, we went, wow, what a great pickup. It's an expiring deal, so if it doesn't work out, he's gone. And if you can get him motivated, he at times has shown he could be one of the best big men in the league, offensively and defensively. Now, that's been rare because he's a little bit of a head case. He gets really angry, he gets pouty and all those things. But I wonder what other player got angry and pouty and was a head case and came here and turned into a really good center. All right, Yusuf Nurkic. So all the moves the Blazers made fundamentally changed the way the team should look next year and play. But hopefully and I think it did improve their chances if they get into a tight playoff series because they just got more guys who could shoot the basketball consistently. Um,
2: It's easy to look at the Blazers' moves, and especially if... Evan you, I, Turner was the guy I forgot. Evan Turner, yes. Uh, it's easy to look at their moves and kind of scoff at them just because it's not as glamorous as anything that some of the other teams that were in free agency, you know, it's, it's, it's not a splash move. Like, none of the moves that they made were like, oh, my gosh, he's the Blazers. This is definitely going to put the Blazers over the top. You know, I think what you did is you improved at every position. You got just a little bit better at all those spots. Now, the one one question mark of the whole thing is Seth Curry going. Uh, is Anthony Simons really going to be able to step in and fill that role, fill that 20 minutes a game, and be able to come up with 11 or 12 points a game? That's going to be the huge thing right there.
1: Well, let's I want to get to that next segment, too. That's the the young players are going to be huge for the Blazers this year because they are obviously adding guys who are going to help and be starters right away. But the rest of those minutes from the seven guys who are gone are going to Anthony Simons, Zach Collins, Nasir Little, and probably even Gary Trent Jr. A little bit, too. You might even see Scout in there. So you got a bunch of young guys you're hoping will develop. And uh, and really kind of puts your puts yourself over the top. Oh, and Anthony Tolliver also signed, who's a good veteran presence who can shoot the three, who will also be helpful. But we'll get to the young guys next, which I which I definitely want to do. But just one final thought is, I agree with you. Just incrementally better at every position, right? And incrementally better, although the West has changed. In in the Blazers bubble is second round Western conference final, and then competitive in that last series, right? If you make it to the finals, the Western conference finals again, I think you have a better chance of being competitive in that series. Now that doesn't mean you're going to win it, but getting swept in the Western conference final sucks. Yeah, You're happy you made it there, but you're like, come on. You want to at least show a little bit more fight than that. And I know a lot of Blazer fans will be like, oh, well, they led in every single game and they were re- winning late, but they didn't win any of that no
2: participation you know there's no participation
1: trophies so let's get to the young guys next for the blazers though there's going to be a lot a lot of stuff to see from them and anthony simons is getting so much love it's kind of ridiculous that's next also next hour we've got hated or love it and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the nba offseason this is sports sunday on the fan
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what?